This is the Tribune Audio Network. Yes. Oh, Kenny's recording. All right. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Great. Peaches. Oh, I like it. Um, well, Danella and I have a special guest today, and her name is Casey. And she, well, you tell us what you do, because I, I don't, I know you teach children about the ocean. Sure. Yeah. That works. <laughs> <laughs> so I, basically, I'm an environmental educator. I translate science and research and make it digestible for any and all human beings. Nice. That's the easiest way to put it. But I have a background in marine science. Used to work with marine animals. I've got a whole list, but I'm from North Dakota, but I oh, currently yeah. live in Florida. Yes, and yes. beautiful in the exact city, but it's lovely. Yes. I've been. So I met Casey, let's see, I don't know how many, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. God, it's been like almost 20 years ish. Uh, I, I would say 15. 15. Yep. 15. Um, so <laughs> my good friend from college, Brooke, lives in the vicinity of Casey. Yes, approximately a mile away. Yes. And so I would go down and visit my friend, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. And then um, we would hang out with Casey. And my favorite memory, if we would like to talk about it. Please. What did you make me? It was a drink. Uh, Strip and go to beds? Was it strip and go to beds? That's the name of the drink? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I'm I mean, some people call week. them hop, skip, and go nakeds, but they're pretty infamous, especially in my very large Norwegian family. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's something you use to initiate people. Oh, okay. It involves vodka, really shitty beer, and frozen lemonade. Oh, that sounds it, delicious. Yeah. It was. It was so delicious. It is. I drank, I drank oh, no. all sorts of it in one night, in one sitting. And then I had to, then I had to go to the bathroom and I started to leave Casey's backyard and walk towards her house to go to the bathroom. I, I believe I, I was, I had the walking farts. I'm pretty sure I, I yeah, farted a like, couple times. Like a horse. Like a horse. And then I, sure. and then I fell into the mulch of the backyard. <laughs> and, and then when, yep. And I was wearing gaucho pants, like those stretchy, wide leggy pants. And when I stood up, there was just mulch stuck to my butt. All over. <laughs> did so, you pee in the mulch or did you make it to the bathroom? I made it to the bathroom for peeing, but yeah. I farted. And then I also had mulch stuck to my butt. And did I was everyone, like, everyone started laughing. And I was like, what? What's what? Happening? Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> so she is forever known as Jenny Mulch in our group of friends. We're like, Jenny who? Jenny Mulch. Oh, got uh, it. Uh, yep, that's me. Does that sound about right, though, Janelle? That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did everyone hear you walking and farting, or was that just something you shared after the fact? No, everybody heard it. And there were people there I had just met. Oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, it was a mixed bag of chips that night. Yeah, you didn't give like, a shit. I didn't give a <laughs> shit. I was like, let's do this thing. It's going to be great. <laughs> it was amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, well, we have Casey on today because we're talking about ocean survival, yes, sea survival or bodies of water survival, any um, water-related survival. I like. That. 
So um, I think Danelle and I both have short ones. So we'll do our short ones and then we'll let you take over and do your story. Okay. Um, so if you guys like us, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea who goes first. Um, I hope that we're not crossing any streams. I, I don't I assume no, Kenny has reviewed and knows. He does. Okay. He's good. He's good. He's the man. Perfect. Yep. And if we do, it's okay. <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Just roll. We can, we can just co, co whatever. Oh, I'm double screen. So Jenny, <laughs> we should do, we should do, um. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Ready? One, One, two, two three. Shoot. We've both decided. <laughs> this happened last year. Do it again. Do it again. One, two, three, go. What'd you get? God damn Stop it. it. Now they're both paper. Okay, one more. Ready? One more. One, two, three. Okay. So who, what does that mean? <laughs> Jenny, scissors cuts your you paper. You get to pick. So but what do you, okay. does that mean you go first or I go first? I'm going to go first because I just want okay. to get out of the way. So I'm just drinking. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going right. to sit back and relax. Sounds good. It's really funny because you have that blur background on. And every time you hold your glass up, your glass is blurry. Oh, yeah. Blur, the blur background is really tripping me up. It's very it's strange. So, it's real weird. All right. So I'm doing something from a show called I Shouldn't Be Alive. Ooh. <laughs> And it's called Boys Adrift. Oh, uh, what? Nothing. I heard, I heard we all have a very similar theme to our stories, but okay. I don't know what your stories are. Okay. Okay. So mine is two young men, and they were in South Carolina. Good? Everybody good still? Good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> good. Your, your face looked like panic. Um, okay. So South Carolina, Troy Driscoll was 15. And Josh Long was 17, and they were, like, best friends. And um, Josh said that Troy was, like, his little brother, and he always watched out for him. And um, their favorite thing to do was to go fishing. So uh, Josh, the 17-year-old, had just gotten a new fishing pole, and he was super excited to use it. So he's like, let's go out on the boat. He just had fixed up this boat, and it was literally, like, a ramshackle, like, metal boat with oars. Oh. Like, not... Not a speedboat, not a motorboat, not even a <laughs> sailboat. No, no, a boat with oars, and it was like metal and said "work in progress" spray painted on the side. No, perfect. Mm -hmm. perfect. Yep. So it sounds really seaworthy. Safe. Safe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess they they were gonna take it out on. There's a river. They were gonna take it out on the river. And um, Troy, the younger one, said, "Let's go shark fishing." On the ocean. No. Don't touch those. And and why are you going on the ocean in a boat? That doesn't yeah, work. That's under construction. That's <laughs> the main question. Yeah. It's not smart. So they go out, they I I didn't write down where they launched from, but they basically go out in the ocean. They didn't pay attention to the signs that the, the Coast Guard had put up. So Ooh. there was a really terrible undertow that day. Ooh. So they're, they're rowing out. They think it's like super fun. And then all of a sudden they look back and they're like, oh my Shit. God, we're getting really far away from land. And no matter how hard they tried to paddle the oars, yeah, they couldn't fight the undercurrent. Yeah. That's the thing. Should have <laughs> read the signs. 
Yeah, you're supposed red. To, aren't you supposed no to swim? Sense. I wonder if it works the same for boats. Like if you're in an undertow, are you supposed to swim horizontal with the land, right? Perpendicular. 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 Thank you. Like the land? Geometry okay. word. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perpendicular people. Okay. We're trying to keep you safe in the undertow. Um, so these yahoos are out in their crappy boat uh, that shouldn't have been on the ocean with an undertow that's pulling them out to like the open Atlantic Ocean. Ooh. Like it is. <laughs> um, so they thought at first, like, not a big deal. We're, they're totally going to find us soon because we haven't been home. It's been like, at this point, 10 hours or so. <laughs> Just Survive. 10 hours. I shouldn't laugh. But Just it's a slight <laughs> survive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Survive, so. So they, they're like, they're going to come find us soon. Well, the problem is they didn't tell anyone where they were going. They launched off a point they normally wouldn't launch off of. Time um, and time again. Tell people where you're fucking going. Yes. Right, yes. Right. 100%. And this, this is really sad. Troy, the younger one. He had a cell phone, but he left it in the car because his dad pays for it. And he Aww. was like, he was like, I didn't want to get it wet. No. Troy, don't Troy try to be a good thing. Like, come on, people. It wasn't the smartest move. So no. it was really cute, though, when he said that, because I feel like I would have done the same shit. I mean, <laughs> he was being responsible. He was yeah. being responsible with his phone, but not with yes. his cell. Or but not with his right. own self. Yes. Right. Um, so... They kept going and going and going. Um, they tried paddling harder, but it just was wearing them out and they were getting nowhere. So they decided that they were going to like rest for the night. Well, the problem is it, on the ocean, in the open ocean, especially the Atlantic, gets brisk, gets brisk at night. So well, it's a little nipply. Um, so it was really hot during the day, like high 80s, 90s. At night, it would go down to almost freezing. No. So water would like smacking them in the face. And it would be like this. It was like, they said it was like getting hit in the face with an ice cube. Oh. Like over and over and over. I was like. Oh, poor kids. So they tried to drop their anchor at one point, but there was nothing to hold on to because they were like, A, so far out. Like, even if it did hit ground, there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't anything to hook it to. So they were that far out. It was so deep. The anchor wouldn't like hit anything. Like. Well, and what kind of anchor do they have on this little dinghy boat? Well, that's, that's yeah. what I'm And afraid. that's terrifying, though, to know that the water below you is that deep mm -hmm. that even the little dinky anchor you have is just not really going to do and anything yeah, It does zero. So Ooh. the second day that they were out there, they got really hot because they had been covered in salt water all night that was cold, and now it's getting so hot, and everything mm -hmm. is just sticky from, like, the salt. Yep. And um, they decide to cool off. They're going to jump in the ocean and swim mm -hmm. around. Well... Uh, apparently they were in an area where sharks are plentiful. Of course. And while they were swimming, they actually saw a shark swimming under their boat and they freaked the fuck out, got back <laughs> in the boat and they're like, we can never do that again. So the sh there were sharks there. Were, they didn't have, they didn't have any food. They didn't have any water. They didn't have any communication. No one knew where they were. The coast guard was basically like, yeah, we don't know what to do. Like we, we're going to try and find them, but until we figure out like where they are. So eventually they found, um, which one's the older one, Josh's car on the like, like point where they had taken off. Yeah. And, um, and Troy's, or I'm sorry, Josh's father was like, that's his car. Like they had to have taken off from this point. So the coast guard started their search, but after three days, 
they decided they were going to call it off. And instead of a search and rescue, it was going to be a recovery mission. Oh, it's and, like searching for a needle in a haystack. Well, well yeah, uh, the ocean is kind of big. And these two yahoos are out there on this teeny tiny boat with their paddles. Oh, um, there were two ships that actually passed fairly close to them. But because they were so little and had nothing like reflective or anything to like stand they out. They didn't even see them. They didn't see them. So the first ship was like a boating ship. So it was smaller, but they didn't, they were too far away. The second ship almost ran them over, but it was huge. It was like a uh, freight liner. Yeah. So it didn't see them because it was they were like in, in the wake. So um, finally, after I think it was six days at sea with no food, no water, no communication, um, they finally got discovered by a fishing ship that came close enough that they could wave and the guy saw them. But this was this wasn't before I think the youngest one, Troy, begged his friend to kill him. Oh, he was like, just, just kill me. Oh. Like stab me right now. Cause they had their fishing equipment, which included like knives and stuff. Oh um, God. His friend wouldn't kill him. So he tried to cut part of his finger off that, so, that what? He, so that he could eat it. No. He wanted, he wanted to eat his own finger. How about you have fishing equipment? Yeah, so get fish. some damn fish. fish. Well, they didn't, ha- they didn't have any bait. It got washed. Who cares? So he That's said he tried, he tried to use um, pieces of his peeling skin as bait. I'm like, stop it. No, true. It's true. He's little pieces of skin and he put it on the hook. Like the fish want to eat your fucking skin. I don't think that's what they want. Except no. for those fish, except for the fish in those um, pedicure places. They yeah. do like a little bit different. That's and those different. are, I don't think substantial for. Correct. Yeah. Those are like mm-hmm. a, a pre-appetizer food. Yeah. yeah. That, would, that would hold you. And a moose bouche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So basically it's hilarious, but it's also terrible. They, they were totally fine though. These, these fishermen pulled them up on board. They gave them water. They were about six hours away from dehydration, like killing them six hours. Like wow. if they'd gone six more hours, they probably would be dead. I don't think I could go six days without eating food. I don't think I could go oh. one day without eating food. I, I mean, can tell seriously. you, I can go many days without eating food because I, when I was pregnant, uh, for the love of God, wow. my son was trying to kill me. Um, I threw up twenty times. I threw up twenty times a day. I couldn't eat anything, and I, I kept asking my doctor, "I'm like, am I gonna die? Is this? Is it?" And then I was like, "Is the baby gonna die? Like, what is this happening? the end for me? You're like, um, Bella from Twilight? Yeah, I could. I literally couldn't eat. I was in the hospital. They had to just like pump me full of fluid via IV. I was like, great. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't eat popsicles. I was like, what now? So anyway, so these, these poor young men made it. They're fine now. They both have decided they should be more prepared and less stupid. You think? You think? How, how old were Good they advice. again? 15 and 17. Ugh. I just mean, you do stupid do. shit like that, yeah. right? That's just a yeah. dumb age in general. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like until I turned, I don't know, 32... Uh, I've mean, made a lot of shitty decisions in my life, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but that's that's my mini story for this week. Uh, well, we're already to- seeing some commonalities with mine, so I'm I'm waiting yeah. for Danelle's to see the commonalities there. Yeah. Wow. So my story <laughs> is: Do you have to do cheerleading moves during it? Yes. Perfect. It, do. Oh my oh, god. Okay. Casey, were you a cheerleader? She was. Yeah. I can tell by her. She she had the like, wrist. I was like, doing this, right? She was doing Guys, this. This is it. Okay. 
Here we go. Ready? Okay. Okay. So this is the survival story. Am I loud enough? I feel like I'm like having to yell. Okay. You're good. good. So this is the survival story of Salvador Alvagorada. Sure. That sounds great. Um, And he survived 438 days lost at sea. Wait, 438? Uh Uh-huh. That's over. What movie is based on with Tom Hanks? No. Seriously. So this (laughs) happened... This happened after Tom Hanks, but so he was born in El Salvador. Um, his parents owned a flour mill and a local store in town. He has a daughter. He also has several brothers that live in the United States. And um, he left El Salvador in 2002 for Mexico, where he worked as a fisherman um, for four years. Mm-hmm. And on November 2012, he was 36 at the time. He decided to plan a two-day fishing expedition off the coast of Mexico. Or as yeah, I wrote my Mexico. notes, the cost of Mexico. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cost of Mexico. The cost of Mexico. So he also found a co-pilot for him. He was in like a 25-foot small little, uh, I think it's called like a skitter or something kind of boat. I don't know. Um, he paid this guy 50 bucks, a uh, 22-year-old um, from Mexico as well, to accompany him during this two-day fishing voyage. Um, about a day in, a huge, crazy storm with, like, 10-foot waves. So the boat was, again, 25 feet. His whole communication system was lost, and the storm was so bad they had to start unloading the boat. So they had to drop the motor. They, had to, they caught over a ton of fish, like, literally one ton of fish, and they had to dump all the fish back into the ocean so they could steer the boat through the storm. It was that bad. Oh, that's all yeah. the food. What are they going to eat now? Exactly. Whoa. Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> There's plenty of fish <laughs> in the sea. Stay tuned. Here we go. Yeah. So um, a search team was formed when they didn't come back after two days. and um, But they only looked for them for two days due to poor visibility from the storm. They just kind of gave up and they're like, well, they're in this tiny boat. So, eh, you know. <laughs> right. So days turn into weeks, and um, during this time, they managed to catch fish, turtles, jellyfish, seabirds with their bare hands, and um, I know. Get it. They also collected plastic from the ocean, and Uh when it would rain, they would collect water in it, and that's how they would stay, right? Smart. Well, that's something useful about all the plastic in the ocean. Right. There you go. Positives, ladies. Positives. Yeah. So he would also throw, um, oh, wait, I just skipped a whole section. Oh, boy. This is what happens. So full disclosure, I wrote the story today. And by right, I mean I copy and pasted it. And I was not quite finished. And Jenny made me go have Mexican lunch with her. And I, I said, made, all right. I, made her. I was I like, i eat tacos. She said, okay, I can stay here and work on my story. I can go have fun and have tacos with you. And she said, tacos. And I said, okay, fine. So I'm very persuasive. Let me find my spot. Okay. So, um, after four months, oh wait, no, no, no. Let me back up. They also had to drink frequently turtle blood. Their own urine. Oh, wait, they had to take, drink what? They drank turtle blood because they didn't collect enough water and also their own urine. I yelled their own urine. I know you, you, you got that one. So that's kind of gross. I knew. I knew. Um, so we're four months in now and Perfect. his co-pilot lost all hope at this point. Like he was like, kind of like your guy where he was just like, I'm done. Like kill yeah, me. My guy was six days though. Yeah. Take, a, right? Take a finger. Four months. Yeah. Six, six days. Months. I'm done. And I need to like, chew on something. 
<laughs> I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, just kill me. And he was like, no, I'm not going to kill you. Like, I also need, like, a buddy or whatever. So mm-hmm. he ends up starving himself. He refuses to eat. What? Because that sounds like a great way to go. Right. I know. So he ends up dying. And um, Salvador did not... Um, <laughs> This is this part is the craziest, not funny part, but kind of he left him a lot. He left him on the boat for six days, his body. Oh my word. He would prop him up in the ice cooler thing and like talk to him and like just it was his own Wilson, but it was an yes, yes, human Wilson. Do you think he got kind of the idea to treat him kind of like Wilson based off that movie? Maybe. I don't know. But for six days, he left his body on the boat and, like, would talk to him and tell him stories and tell him, like, his thoughts. Eventually, he had to give up because it was getting stinky. And he plopped his body in the ocean and let the ocean take him away. Okay. So the the ocean works through that dead body. Um, And let's see. I almost just spit wine out of my mouth. I left my wine upstairs. It's such a tragedy. It's fine. Jesus. Okay. I, I can go get it. No, it's fine. I got it. I have like two more paragraphs. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. hold on. Da, da. Okay. January 30th, 2014, he spots land, abandons his boat, but in order for him to jump off his boat, and they, they did this the whole time while they were like out at sea, they would collect like turtle feet or like seagull feet and and drop them in the water to see how the fish reacted and if the fish bit the feet and everything they would know that there were there were not sharks around where if there were no fish around they thought that was their way to determine if there might be a shark nearby because it spooked the fish away so he drops his little like turtle feet or seagull feet or whatever in the water and no shark you know the fish are there and everything and so he jumps in swims to this island this abandoned island. Well, there's actually a couple that lives on this island. Good for him. And um, he cr- pulls himself on the beach. He's completely naked and just completely and passes out. So, <laughs> right. as you do, as you do. No. Um, so he, uh, a local couple lived there. I don't know if they owned the island, if they were really rich, or if they just. I'm not really sure their story. Um, but they helped rescue him and they, uh, you know, called the local hospital that was on an island, not their island, but they had to, like, get a life flight and all this jazz to get him off the island to medical attention. Oh, I was hoping uh, that they would um, adopt him. Like, oh, <laughs> you're so cute. Let's adopt you. I That would make for a better story, I feel okay. like. I mean, it's a good story because he lives, but he lasts. <laughs> So he lasted 438 days, and the length of his voyage had been calculated to be anywhere between 5,500 to 6,700 miles. Th- no, 6,700 miles. Wow. 600, 7,000 miles is how far he traveled from Mexico to this island, or drifted, rather. 6,700? 6,700. 6,700. Wow. Matt, do and it. You'll, can, can you convert that to kilometers? I can't. Other <laughs> Damn. Dude, that's, that's 300 kilometers. I don't know. You just it's, made that up. It's I not. Um, um, go ahead. He suffered from minor physical injuries 
And a lot of mental ones. Some mental shit was happening too. He had low blood pressure and obviously was dehydrated. Um, and then he struggled with walking afterwards for a while. Um, he spent 11 days in the hospital and he was deemed healthy enough to return to El Salvador, um, where he was diagnosed with anemia, which I feel like out of all of this, that's pretty damn good. I'm going to be and, honest with you. I'm pretty sure I'm anemic. And yeah, I'm I was not, I think I am too. I'm not on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> like that's his only, other than like probably PTSD or your normal, like emotional problems. That's his right. only, you know, oh, and he's afraid of water now. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, yes. Right. That makes sense. I get right. it. Um, he said that he wrote a book called 438 Days, if you're interested. And after his book, re- I thought this was interesting. After his book was, was released, the his co-pilot that had died, his family sued him, saying that he ate his co-pilot <gasps> on the boat. Stop it. And they sued him for like a million dollars, I think, or some amount of money yeah yeah one million u.s dollars and oh god this guy's like lose, I, I hope yeah he this guy's like i didn't eat anybody like he wanted to kill himself now whether that's true or not it's like here's the thing you're in the middle of the ocean and if you die i might have to eat you i'm sorry but oh. yeah and listen if i die and we're on an island together you guys can eat me me too i'm fair game i mean hey. i've got you know listen. i've got it where it counts i right. got it. I'm That's international to... waters. You guys, you can do whatever you want. You are the fuck. Oh, good point. Yeah. And Penny. So his lawyer basically said to them, like, his book's not doing that well. He only sold he only sold fifteen hundred copies in the U.S. So you're not getting a million dollars, people. Like, back off. So it didn't go anywhere. So maybe the book will do well now. Yeah, yep. it's like Sip Survivor Pete fans are just yep. in droves. It's yeah. talking out there buying it. It's called mm. 438 Days, an Extraordinary True Story of Survival at Sea. Ooh, I mean, I want to find it. If you want to, if you want to read it. But there were some people that did not believe his story, but there was a um, the University of Hawaii actually did, they looked up the weather patterns during this time and did a recreation of his trajectory and said that, yeah, it's I mean, and by Kenny, when you post the pictures, this guy was fucking at sea for over a year. You can tell by looking at him. I mean, he was terrifying. Girl. He's no! Terrible. Yeah, he's terrifying. So that is that 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 is the story of Salvador Alvar Gena. Sure, whatever. Sure, Salvador. Salvador. Wow. So Woo-hoo! I like it. Four hundred days. All right. Hey, everybody. We really hope you love Sip Survivor Pete. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to a charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on your iPhone or Android and have a, and we have a special code for you. Simply use our code SIPSURVIVE and you'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. You're welcome. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code SIPSURVIVE. 
I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. It did for me. And me. Let's hear it. The story of the hour. Okay. Whose turn it is. So (laughs) there's clearly similar themes. This, yeah, well, duh. I mean, ocean survival. Let's talk about it. So I I dabbled with doing a couple that were um, related to shark bites, but I don't like feeding into the fear of that. I really Mm -hmm. like sharks. I like to swim with sharks. We can talk about that at another time. Um, But I found this really interesting story, and I did a lot of research behind it to make sure the shit was real. Oh, like I, I, I researched the weather on it and everything. Like, is this for real? Because there's not a whole lot of press on it, but it's, it's pretty amazing. And I have a picture too. So this, uh, what happened in 2008, 2008 going into 2009. So in late December, 2008, there was a crew of 20 men. They were a combination of Burmese and Thai men. Thai men, and they set out from Thailand on a fishing expedition. Now, they were on a shitty vessel, just like your story, Jenny. Um, It was a wooden boat that was, I found conflicting measurements, 10 to 12 meters in length, which is like 33 feet to 30 feet. Yeah, so do the math. It's not a very big boat. So like, even if it is 12 meters, that's only 39 feet on a wooden boat for 20 men. And I kind of oh. tried to do some social math because I was flying home on Monday when I was doing this. And I was like looking in the airplane and I'm like, so how would that boat fit in this airplane? And I figured about like seven rows. Like if you have Ugh, you know, an 20 airplane. 20 men. That yeah, that's It's a small space. It's mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. So they go out on this wooden boat and obviously the amenities are non-existent and mm-hmm. um, it was high monsoon season, I should mention. So like fun. a terrible plan. Yeah. Not yeah. Fun. Not again, not, not very well thought out, but you know, I assume this is their livelihood. This is what they do. Um, so on the 23rd of December, the wooden boat splintered and my sank. birthday. Oh, out there. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Not on the 23rd of December. <laughs> so the boat splintered and it sank 200 miles north of Australia. So if oh. you hold up a map, if they launched from Thailand and Damn. if you Australia was, they booked it pretty fast trying, you know, getting to where it sank 200 miles north of Australia. Now this is according to the survivors. So two crew members, ages 22 and 24, survived this sinking. They stated that they saw the rest of the crew. Remember, there was, um, did I say 20 or 30? 20. There were 20. So two survived. And they claimed that they saw the rest of the men go down with the vessel. They saw one group of 11 go down and then another group of seven. And these two men who survived were, as they were, floating out there they were hit by winds of up to 50 knots which is about 55 miles per hour for you and i and they were in a cyclone cyclone charlotte and i did verify this um and they had torrential rainfall during this cyclone now just to give you an idea of like this time period that they were out there i looked up australia and the weather patterns for 2008 and i counted six 
storms that happened during this time period. Now, that not necessarily hit those guys that were floating out there, but that's a lot of storms for the short amount of time because it's going to be 25 days later when they're found. So how did these guys survive? Well, okay, back again to the no preparedness. (laughs) I, I can't even, I can't fathom this, but again, I don't do what they do, but they didn't have any PFDs or life vests. Okay. They had no means of communications, no beacons. These guys are fishermen for a living, and they went out without any of this. Oh, they, perfect. So, like here in Florida, even when you kayak or you stand up paddleboard, you need all of those things mm-hmm. on your vessel. Like literally, my husband was pulled over one time when he was paddleboarding. He was pulled over by a cop. Because he didn't have a life vest and a whistle on him. And the cop gave him a whistle. And my husband was like, it was like I got a baseball card from a cop. It was like, so it, it's, these, are, these are like the bare minimum of things you need. Just yeah. So um, these two dudes that were floating out there, they watched ships passing again. And they ended up surviving by eating regurgitated fish from seabirds. Oh. Also known as and luckily, since it was heavy monsoon season, they had fresh water. And they had a good mm-hmm. amount of it because of that rain. Oh, my so, God. 25 days after this little vessel went down, okay, 23rd of December. So 25 days later, on January 17th, 2009, a routine custom service flight that normally patrols a certain area in northern Australia. They patrol the area for large illegal craft, such as trawlers and people smugglers. Oh. Uh, They spotted these two dudes. And these guys were ultimately found 60 nautical miles northwest of Horn Horn Island in the Torres Strait. And so we're talking north of Australia. Um, And so according to their story of where the ship went down and where they were found, they drifted for hundreds of miles. So they were winched to safety by a rescue helicopter, and then they were taken to Thursday Island, which is just north of Queensland, for anybody who cares. Um, So how were they spotted? This is what the interesting thing is. Is there was a photograph taken, it's pretty famous, from the patrol plane, and it shows both of the men standing shirtless. And they were standing in a pink icebox so they were floating in basically the cooler that they had on board little boats that would hold their fish and the way this cooler is described it's about the size no larger than an office desk and they were just standing (laughs) waiting around frantically I thought it was pink right exactly yes So it's noted that as the vessel went down, the two men said they clung to and climbed inside the icebox, which is usually used to store their catch. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a giant cooler, like the size of a bathtub about. And they were in that thing for 25 days. Oh, Oh my God. All the rain and all the cyclones and... Right? They just chilled out in a cooler. Hey, Mm -hmm. yo. No, thank you. Not there. It's it's not sure why the vessel sank, but the two men commented that they were taking on water for some time. Oh yeah, you think? Yep. And so when they scoop it out with their hands, right? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because they didn't have anything else for sure, except for the coolers. 
Uh, and when they, <laughs> when they were rescued, they immediately drank two liters of water each and they were hungry and dehydrated. No yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so uh, basically a search was not put out for the other men that were on the vessel. Um, Australian authorities decided not to mount a search for possible survivors and a spokesperson for the Australian Maritime Safety Authority says that these two people being spotted is miraculous in and of itself in the huge expanse of ocean after drifting for 25 days. And the information they provided to us was that they witnessed other crew members in the water, none of whom had any flotation devices. Oh. So done an assessment and we don't believe anybody was able to survive 25 days actually in the water. Mm-mm. Well, no, that's what I was thinking this whole time. I'm like, were they just like fucking floating in the water? Yes. Like, well, but they were in a cooler, which is like right? kind of like a boat. But like, but terrifying. I thought they were just floating there. Like, it's. Uh... I know, and I have the picture. I want to show you guys, but I'm trying to think of how I can share this. Well, you can always send it to Kenny afterwards. Yeah. When you get it. Oh, actually, let's just do this. But yes, I will send it to Kenny, but I want to share this for you just so you can see it. <gasps> right? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Right? Like, WTF. Wow. WTF. It's so small. Yeah. It's like two dudes standing in a cooler. Jesus. A pink one at that. Yeah. Wow. So that is my story. It wasn't very long, but I thought I it was really it. interesting. No, it was great. And I do want to comment that many, any article that I found on this story, all of the titles said shark infested waters. We're going and there was no mention of sharks from the two dudes who were in the cooler. And I'm a huge advocate for sharks. Sharks get a bad rap. Um, so I just want to put a little shout out out there that sharks are everywhere that you can find salt water. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's going to be sharks there and about 80% of them can't even hurt you. So you're fine. And okay. we're on their territory. They have every right to be there. Like we're in their area. So, and there's a lot of other shit in the water that yeah. you be aware of and afraid of. <laughs> well, I remember I sat in, um, I don't know how, like when I first met you, I came to where you were working somewhere else. Oh yeah. And I came to one of your classes where you were mm-hmm. teaching kids remotely mm-hmm. and we, you did a shark thing and I yep. learned so much and I was like, huh, interesting. That's so, very, so fun. Yeah. yeah. There's actually so. a really funny, um, gif that was being sent around meme gif. What's the difference? I don't sure. know. We're old. We don't know. I mean, meaning but, like, Jenny and I don't know these things, so. Right? I also have that, actually. And it it was going around social media, and I was laughing my ass off because it's just basically like a map of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where are sharks found? And it said, sharks are here. Yep, there's sharks here, and there's sharks over more here. More sharks. More there's sharks. There's more sharks. Also sharks. Yep, that is accurate. It's 100% accurate because they are everywhere. It's true. And there's a lot, there's a lot more weird things out there that you should be aware of. So I'm weirded out by anything at the very bottom of the ocean that we haven't discovered yet. Uh, yeah. I think that's fascinating. Not that I would want to go down there, but yeah, I would love to know, like, I love the ocean. I think it's great. And I feel like if you're going to, if a shark bites you, what a way to go. I mean, (laughs) 
right? <laughs> no, but seriously, if you're gonna go, go out with a something big. Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang. Right. I don't want to be. Just don't murder me. Go out with a bite. Right. Yeah. Great. Um. Well, Kenny, are you still there? I'm still here. Are you gonna tell us your weird news? Yeah. You guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to get to guess? Get You're going to gonna guess? get to guess. Yes. Right. So a South Carolina woman was pulled over while driving drunk, but she didn't get a DUI. Why didn't she? Ew. I just thought of something real Me gross. too. That's, that's where I was going. It's, it's nothing gross or you know, oh. sexual or anything. It's just, oh. Damn it. You know I like a good sexual one. I was um, going to say she gave a good BJ. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say because she had... No, I'm not even going to say it because it's really gross. So she got pulled over for a DUI, but she didn't get a DUI. She was pulled over for driving drunk, and she ended up not getting cited with a DUI. Okay, I'm going to say that she was dancing in her car. Okay. Uh, so, so my... my oh yeah. yeah, no, just go. I'm not even going to do it because you're going to get a whole bunch of comments. So she was, <laughs> she was driving drunk, but her vehicle... Was a small toy truck. <laughs> what? She was driving a Power Wheels electronic toy truck down the road. That's amazing. Good. You know what? Good for her. What? You guys. Well, you can get a DUI. Well, is it a DUI oh, if you get one on a bike? That's an yeah. OVI operating. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know why she didn't get an OVI. She got a public intoxication. But there's a video of someone driving no. past her getting pulled over. And no. it's just this little truck, and then he's like, see everyone else stand <laughs> off to the side. That's amazing. Uh, uh, power wheels. Yeah. That I... is amazing. Although, if I did have children and they had the, um, yeah, what it was it, power Bicycle? wheels? The, the ones. Oh, no, that... no, 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 big wheels. Big, big wheels. wheels. Yeah. Yeah. If I had children, I mean, you better believe that on a Wednesday night, I'm going to be drinking some vodka tonics and getting uh-huh. off the big wheels. In your Yeti Colt. My uh, my son has a Power Wheels John Deere tractor. Perfect. So and it has two gears, you guys. The oh, Jenny, goes pre- it goes pretty fast. Don't drink your wine and be driving down your street in your son's John Deere tractor. That's <laughs> you'll get a you'll get an OVI or whatever it's called. <laughs> Sounds like wow. a UTI. A U or or a urinary <laughs> tract infection. Get a UTI from that shit drink your cranberry juice. <laughs> Is there cranberry in the wine? Is there cranberry in the wine? Sure. Oh, we didn't talk about this wine. I know. Uh, so, Casey, oh. you're you're not drinking wine. You're drinking vodka. I am. I'm drinking vodka. I'm hitting it hard. I like it. We are drinking. Hold on. I don't understand what this is. Two Range Napa Valley Red, the 2015. Did you get this at Costco? I don't know where I got that. I'm not sure. I mean, they had a shirt that just says Costco on it and put just, it on our, our merch store. Yeah. I, oh, you should. I got this at Costco. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love everything about it. Well, good. This was a great episode. This is our first guest. Our first guest. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for coming on. This is fun. I, I have plenty that. more stories. I even have a friend who survived dysentery. So. <gasps> Ooh, we're going to need mm-hmm. that to be part of the episode someday soon. Oh, yeah. And he, he's a good time, so. Oh, good. Good. Wow. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's it for this week. If you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on social media, or you can write to us at sipsurvivorpeaked at gmail.com, 
or you can visit us online at sipsurviverepeat.com. Right? Is that right. it? That's merch. It. We have merch. Merch. Jenny, show your phone case. Oh, wait, they can't see it. They can't see it, but I posted it on Instagram. So you guys can get oh, we good. Have phone okay. cases, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Um, you can go to sipsurviverepeat.com and click on shop merch and you can buy whatever there. And we appreciate the support. And that's it, you guys. Thanks just for listening. Buy wine, so support us. <laughs> we are addicts. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, it's Jenny from Sip, Survive, Repeat, and we love our listeners, but we want to get some more ratings and reviews. So if you guys could log on to Apple Podcasts and then give us a rating and a review, we'll send you a sticker. All you need to do is send us a screenshot of your rating and your review to either our email, sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com, or direct message us, or DM us as the kids like to say, on any social media. So all you have to do again is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that and send it to us at one of the channels I just mentioned. And we'll send you a Sip, Survive, Repeat sticker. And it's big, you guys. Size of your hand at least. So again, send it to us and we'll see you soon.